0: Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365, and we are lights out, my friends, lights out, and not like the lights out in uh, the song lyrics or lights out like it seems like some of the you know NFT projects or cryptocurrencies are. We are lights out as I just returned home uh, from my New York trip, and sure enough, uh, there was a storm that hit a couple days ago, and the power is still out. So, thank goodness for a mobile recorder that I have that has is is battery-powered. Uh, thankful for uh, having uh, a GoPro that I was able to capture this on video. And, you know, I'll end up uh, editing it on the computer a little bit and then driving to my local Dunkin' Donuts to upload it for, uh, you know, for everyone to consume because the, the daily podcast must go on. And, you know, I talk a lot about rolling with the punches, but... Rolling with the punches kind of just, you know, I've always kind of embraced that, the idea of uh, kind of adapting on the fly. But there's also something to be said about that not being your foolproof plan and how you can become prepared for the unknown compared, you know, prepared for, you know, other things better so that rolling with the punches isn't, you know, kind of your only uh, methodology or your only strategy. And then it also kind of taps into, you know, when I talk about lights out, is that, you know, there's a, you know, in this space, FUD, uh, and for those that are not familiar with the term FUD, it just stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And so we said, when we say something like, hey, this person is spreading FUD, they're usually talking bad about a person, a project, the industry, a blockchain, it could be just about, you know, the founders, the artists, whatever it may be. And in this space, I think the reason, you know, I think the word FUD is extremely important here is because in this space, there are oftentimes financial motivations for those that spread the FUD. And then there's also the idea of understanding that even if there's not financial implications for the individual that is spreading the FUD, there will definitely be financial, indication, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> financial impact on, you know, the people that are, are the FUD is targeted towards. And I think the thing that we also have to really, really factor in here is the, where, you know, the FUD comes into um, hurting the innocent, those that are owners of a project, those that are in a project. And I say all of that because, you know, the last couple of months, right, there's, there's been the Azuki news that came out where, the Azuki founder uh, wrote a, a medium blog post um, explaining that you know he learned a lot from the first four projects that failed. Um, you know when he launched them back in last year, and the problem with that is they didn't really fail. Um, you know they were presented kind of as a rug pull, a money grab, um, and so that of course uh, set people off, right? And you know I think the intentions of him sharing that was like in the art of transparency and also helping people see the fact that. You know, just because you fail doesn't mean um, you can't, you know, eventually find success or learn from your mistakes. But I think that's also comes into this, you know, massively important component that there is a difference between failing, working as hard as you can to build a project, launching it, putting everything in line, and then it not working versus you launching something with, you know, ill intentions or you launching something and then realizing hey i got all this money but i don't feel like doing the work and so you disappear and keep that money right i think we have to kind of like balance this this whole equation and and you know we've seen some projects over the last couple of weeks that you know after a couple you know a week or two into the project you know they weren't able to sell as many as they had wanted and they decided that they didn't want to move forward with the project and they refunded everyone um, their eth back and they went. They want to go back to the drawing board, right? And that you know, I think these are all things that are different. And then, you know, so like those are things you know important to um, you know factor in. And then you know, there was also you know we had uh, the amazing interview with uh, Maddie and Amanda from Crypto Chicks and talking about you know uh, the things that they had gone through when it was found out that the original artist uh, had copied um, Amanda's work. Amanda was you know not aware of that and. And they, you know they had to remove the original founders and artists from that project. Yet there were some small petty people that still went and attacked the new founders um, and did it from a place of malicious intent. Um, you know, and so they were not only spreading FUD, but they were using that as like ammo to take down the, those that were holding you know that uh, you know those NFTs and. You know I, I feel I feel like that to me is like one of the lowest of low things that, that people can do is that if they realize they do have some influence or they have the ability to create a little chaos, um, they're doing it not not always you know for their own good, but in many cases for the, the to hurt others. Um, and I think that's just a very cowardly approach of, of doing things. And then of course, this week in New York City, you know when a party goes off, right? You had a ape fest uh, happening. For those that don't know what ape fest is, ape fest is for anyone that holds the the Yugla Lab um, family of NFTs. Uh, they did a concert event uh, every night of NFT NYC. Uh, I've yet to attend, so I can't really give you any of those uh, those details. I don't hold uh, any of Yugo Labs uh, NFTs, and so unfortunately, you know, I wasn't able to you know qualify or didn't. I wasn't anyone's plus one uh, this year. We can add that to you know goals for the next time. Um, but you know the you know Ape Fest. You know there were people that were were hating on you know Quest Love being the artist and then getting mad about Amy Schumer being the the comedian. Uh, of course, you know last night's you know their final night of that ape fest, and, you know they rolled out Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Lil Wayne, uh, which didn't really hear many people complaining about that. But that that also ties into the YouTube video uh, that was posted online, uh, kind of attacking uh, the bored apes, and really, you know, uh, I would say it was a troll. Uh, I think we should be, we can refer to this person as a troll. With someone that had this idea that said, Hey, I'm gonna link a lot of these things together in hopes that it, you know, adds a little bit of conspiracy theory to pretty much the biggest project in this entire space. And then while doing so, this same troll person decided to launch their own collection with the same art and make money off of it, right? Which is just, you know, horrible. And, you know, this also goes into like doing your own damn research, right? Like, we can't, you know, just because people, Watch a YouTube video and then post on Twitter and say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that this project is you know um, you know racist or this project is sexist or this project blah blah blah." And you know, for me, as soon as I heard you know the information about that video, I had my, my I, mean, I had many people that reached out to me on the DMs and like, Brian, what's your take? What's your thoughts on this? And my immediate thoughts were: first of all, I I lean towards the benefit of the doubt. I honestly. Will always lean towards the idea that innately I believe people are good And for what i've known about the founders and the project and you know, and I was in those early clubhouse rooms when board apes launched, You know, none of that, you know sparked my my interest or sparked my attention, but I will also say That I was like, let me watch the video. Let me um, you know take in all of the data and uh, kind of share my own, you know, like, let me really kind of like soak it in. And, you know, I took in the data or I, I read through a bunch of things on Twitter. I did my own research from what I could gather, um, through lots of different posts. I have a couple tools that I use for, you know, funny enough for influencer marketing research that allows me to actually, um, you know, really, uh, dive deep into different founders, uh, social footprint, right? So even if their, uh, accounts technically aren't linked to them, their name individually if it is linked to, you know, an email or associated email or, you know, a login, um, it'll actually give me a lot of uh, data and information. And I will tell you, like, from my personal opinion, and, you know, this is 100 percent, you know, my opinion. So, of course, do your own damn research. Um, you know, like this, this to me is someone that not only is is trolling and reaching and has malicious intent to bring down uh, a project for whatever their reasons may be. That is. um you know it's kind of shameful, and I think it's unfortunate that you know others kind of ride that bandwagon. And, and you know, and I wonder, you know, this is this is the part I wanted to kind of put out there as far as you know the lights being out, right? And I'm recording this uh, in my house that has no power at the moment, which is just funny how this all kind of comes together. You know, the idea of like crisis management or disaster recovery, or you know, this whole idea of uh, you know how do you roll with the punches or you know communicate during tough times. You know, the founder of, uh, you know, board apes, uh, Gordon, uh, posted some tweets today. He posted a tweet thread, uh, sharing their thoughts, like their view. And then they posted a medium article and I'll include the medium article here in the show notes of the podcast where they share, um, some information about the project that really has never been publicly put out there. Like where, why do they pick apes? Um, why are they on a yacht? Why uh, is the symbol looks like a club logo? Um, what, what was the origin of the um, B you know B A Y C um, B Y A C? I always see I always get those backed up. See that's where my dyslexia comes in. Um, what was the origin of like the font and the style that they chose and and they also you know provided receipts like they have screenshots of emails you know, two dev teams from back then um, that show like, hey, this is what we are asking for. This is what we got. And, you know, someone hit me up and said, Brian, what are your thoughts? So they have just not given this troll any more attention or any more, um, you know, <laughs> light. And this is a sticky situation. And I think we can't even let Web 2 rules fit into Web 3. What I mean by that is, crisis management and, you know, you go, you know, you go high when they go low and Michelle Obama and, you know, even just the idea of, you know, how, you know, when can we bring in lawyers and what, how can we protect ourselves? You know, part of the, you know, if you are pro decentralized, you are also pro, you know, kind of wild, wild West, right? Where anyone can say anything, there is no um, censorship, there is no filtering um, and you know, like that is scary to me. Like, I don't believe, uh, ultimate 100% decentralization, decentralization, um, is a good thing or anything that we'll ever get to, right? The idea that, you know, I don't want people to be able to, uh, have the right to spread hate speech. And I don't want the uh, people to have the right to, uh, bully and, and, you know, really break down people. But with that being said, we also have to be very aware That, you know, not only because this space is not that big, right? Like, I mean, I was at NFT NYC this week and, you know, 15,000 people there, you know, the event had doubled from the year before, but you know, yes, there was 15,000 people there, but it still felt very small, very like, Hey, I ran into people that I knew at every event, every party, there was people running on the street. I mean, Sammy Ariega, who I, you know, a musician that I've interviewed here, who's now become a good friend. I feel like I ran into him six times on the streets uh, of New York city uh, this week, but I I say all that because like part of it, there is an element of like, how do we protect our family? How do we protect ourselves? And then also how do we take into account some of the, you know, circumstances that exist around, you know, what we do or what we say. And what I mean by that is let's say that you have um, information or a falling out with a project founder, you exposing that project founder and you sharing that publicly might feel like, okay, that's what I need to do. But we also have to factor in are like, who are the people that hold that NFT and what will happen to them? What will happen to their investment? And because they are leveraged, because they are invested in a project, are they then going to, you know, have to side or have to make that really tough decision on, do I go with like my morals and belief and trust in the person that is sharing this information or do I bite down because I am, you know, I own so many of these NFTs or I have so many of these NFTs in my wallet. And that can also go into like the person that's actually breaking the news. Right. Cause like, here's, here's the other piece of this is like the first time, to- as soon as I hear somebody talking bad about uh, another NFT project First thing I do is I want to go find their bag. I want to see what they, and I'll go through their tweets. I'll go, I'll scroll way, 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 way back. And I want to see if they, if they previously held that project, right? And did they have a falling out, right? Did they lose a bunch of money on a project that they loved and the project didn't do anything really wrong, but the market kind of turned. And rather than them just admit that, you know, the market, you know, unfortunately put them in a bad situation and they had to sell low after they bought high you know, like their, their view, their bias, their, um, you know, where they're coming at is coming from a place of, you know, hurt. And, and I, and I think that's why, you know, when we, we use the word, you know, or we say the phrase, um, you know, FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, that uncertainty or that doubt is often ones that we really don't actually factor in. Right. We also talk, often talk about like the fear, right. The fear of missing out, The fear of the rug pull, the fear of getting scammed, right? That emotional connection. But I will tell you right now in these current times, the uncertainty that exists across the entire market is very prevalent. Now, I will tell you, if you were at NFT NYC, I mean, I've never been more bullish and excited about what's coming, right? What's possible because there are some amazing innovators, amazing artists, amazing people there that are building some really amazing tech. Um, and some amazing projects that are doing some great things, and you know, I left that event um, definitely more confident and excited about the future of NFTs. But that doesn't mean that the uncertainty of the crypto market and how regulation is going to impact that, and what is the merge of Ethereum going to do, and where does Solana fit in this play? You know, we have Magic Eden and Phantom that are are starting to make some big moves in the space. We have Ledger that announced. Um, their most recent news of, you know, adding a marketplace, uh, as well as uh, a web three kind of launching incubator style, um, component onto what they're doing, you know, and then we have to also look at it, you know, there is an entire market, entire world of NFTs, probably the world, actually not probably the world of NFTs that I love the most are the ones that are not tied to a financial component, right? They're the ones where we can create an internal marketplace, within a company so that your employees can share days off they can buy and trade goods and services, you know, digitally without barriers. You know, the, my, you know, the, the NFTs that excite me are the ability for us to mitigate or even eliminate um, the ability for scam artists or uh, copycats or those that sell, you know, knockoff purses or knockoff, uh, you know, things that are really robbing money from the original creators and the artists. Um, You know, using NFTs to provide that authority that, you know, stamp, uh, you know, digital footprint, you know, and also just the data sharing, right? I, you know, for me that when I say ownership in the with the power of NFTs, what I really mean about that ownership is like, we are going to take back ownership of our data of our information, how we track things. Like, I believe the, the credit report system that we currently have will disappear, right? I believe the way that we manage, we buy houses and cars, the way that we determine if someone is trustworthy, the way that we even kind of examine all of these different variables, I believe a lot of that is going to be able to be changed thanks to the blockchain and our ability to create wallets and this, you know, immutable um, stamp into, uh, you know, authenticity and authority. And so for me, the other part of this to remember is that when, although the market itself, right, as far as the crypto market and the PFP market and the really the community utility market is um, is really in the uncertainty part right now. The sad truth is, a lot of what we are hearing is probably impacting those that aren't actually impacted by the market itself. And I hope those people that are listening, or maybe you know people in your life, like send share them this episode, right? I hope they continue building. I hope they recognize that the technology of blockchain is not going anywhere, right? There's no uncertainty about the blockchain, in my personal opinion. I believe, you know, I've been talking to the blockchain since 2014, as far as what the ledger and the concept of what the future of the internet would look like, the idea of moving to a more uh, decentralized, uh, you know, you know, really <laughs> a, you know, a peer-to-peer and a, a place where we could remove the power from any one entity, or any one you know uh, country or any one group, and so I say all of that because so this in this uncertainty part, you know the the people can really prey on that right, and they can prey on it in different ways right. Be careful, like those that are launching additional projects right now, where the first project they haven't even delivered on their utility, or they are you know struggling to deliver on the utility, or. Um, you know, they've done some you know things that you know I still haven't proven themselves. You like ask yourself like, why do they need another collection? Why do they need to to build on there? And and it might be just because they know there's uncertainty, and they believe that this is a great time to to lean on your uncertainty to get more money out of you, right? And and that I think is just uh, you know another component of this, right? Because you know, no technology, no blockchain, no NFT will stop bad people from doing bad things. Or prevent you know um, you know stupid things from happening, or or people being able to manipulate, or um, to you know you know provide an illusion of what's going on, and and so the the last part of this, where I think you know the doubt side of it, right? We have the fear, we have the uncertainty, and then doubt. You know, part of that doubt comes in where we are living in many cases in a fishbowl. We are really surrounded and siloed in our conversations, right? I have nine Twitter accounts that are attached to my phone. And it's funny, when I go into my Pittsburgh Twitter account, which anyone that wants to follow my Pittsburgh sports journey and, and my love for my Pittsburgh teams, you can check that out at Pittsburgh underscore fans. But um, it's actually the first Twitter account I ever had uh, way back in 2009. But um, the, you know, when I go on that Twitter account and I'm scrolling through, and even when I see NFTs or crypto or things about the market come up, it's so different than the when I'm logged into my main Twitter account, the iSocialFans account. And so I say that because the doubt component is often there based on like if those around us we trust are leaving the, the space or changing their direction or changing their tune, now we not only start to doubt them, but we start to doubt ourselves on the decisions that we made. And that can be a scary spot and I'm going to put this out there, you know, because I think this is also important is that, you know, in this world where we are being more public and more transparent, it can be easy to be concerned about what you're posting, how you're posting it, why you're posting things. But I think one of the things that we have to really work on is understanding that in many cases, or if not many cases, most cases, when we're sharing something or we're taking an action, we're doing that based on the current Data and information that we have at that time And so it's easy for us to go back and say with what I know now I was an idiot for doing these things But we have to be very careful about that because at the time what you knew You if you made the best decision for you at that time with the information you had at your disposal Then it's hard to blame you or 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 doubt your reasonings, right? But I think this is also a chance for us to evolve. So I will tell you, you know, a couple of the things that I will give advice for uh, doing your own damn research in this FUD world, right? Is that, you know, not only do you want to Google someone's name or look them up on LinkedIn, if you're trying to research a founder or even an influencer that maybe you thought you trusted, right? Put their, you know, you can put their name into a Facebook search, um, advanced search on Twitter is a great, uh, tool. If you, everyone has access to advanced search, if you click on the search bar and then on the right hand side of the search bar, you can actually click a little settings button and it allows you to have more, you can say search for this, but don't include this word or search for this, but only in the last six months or search for this in 2019, whatever it may be. And then also, you know, the, the, a lot of the conversations people have or a lot of things that, that go on you know, they also exist kind of like in this dark web or this uh, siloed web environment, right? So like I will tell you, I don't just go into, and this is probably one of the things that I can tell you that, you know, has helped me, you know, research projects. And right now we've been researching, you know, a lot of these free NFTs that have been dropping here um, in this space. And I'll tell you, free NFTs are, are a little harder for me to wrap my head around uh, the research, right? Because now, I, you know, what is the risk? The risk is, you know, just the gas fi- fee for the most part, right? When we're, we're, we're buying the project. But, you know, for me, the risk is actually including a project in the our collection that is not, you know, worthy of being in our collection. But one of the things that I love to do, and, you know, th- and this is kind of geeky and maybe a little bit, uh, you know, advanced and not everyone has to go this far down the rabbit hole. But like, when you look at a founder and you're like, hey, I'm gonna jump in the project's Discord. Well, when you're jumping in that project's Discord, you're only seeing... What the project wants you to see What I would recommend and this is what I do is I look at like their pfp Or I scroll through and like what is that? What is the nft project that they love the most? And I jump into that discord And then I search their name in that discord and I see what they've posted. What is their narrative? What do they share? How are they talking about others? Because when they don't think everyone is looking That's often when the truest of true colors come out I also like to look at you know negative tone when it comes to attacking people or you know you know things that are happening online, right? So you know putting someone's name in there and and you know put someone's first name last name and putting like the word scam or fraud or you know trying to just you know know if there is you know better business bureau investigations on them or know if they have a you know warrant for their arrest or know if they have you know failed at other you know. Uh, companies, right? That the, the companies might have, you know, I I've, I remember there's one project. It was a while ago. We had, we didn't end up minting it for the collection, but you know, I was doing some research and like the founder's name just something just didn't sit right. And the fa- I found out that like the LinkedIn that the founder had created was actually under an alias, but I was able to actually find his previous business, and his previous business was under all kinds of, uh, you know, violations. Uh, everything from you know, firing people without cause to, uh, sexual misconduct. And, uh, I was floored because the, you know, I'd spent a couple, you know, probably an hour researching that person and that project. And if I hadn't taken that step further, I had, I wouldn't have seen those skeletons in the closet. Now, this isn't saying that people can't you know change or they can't improve, but we just have to have all of that information, you know, at our, at our disposal. And so, I, I guess for me this is where I sit, right? I feel you know, I, I talk a lot about the idea that I would much rather build people up than break people down to make myself feel taller. And that is a thousand percent still the case. But there is also something to be said about standing up and standing together and being united and understanding that if someone is sharing something or or telling you know something about a project or a founder or um, even a platform or a marketplace that, you know, if you've trusted that person before, you know, like looking at their intentions, like what are their intentions for sharing this? Right. And, and then when, when we think about it from an intentions perspective, like what are they getting out of it? What is the, like, is it on their brand normal to be breaking down people or talking bad about people? I know, um, you know, just this, you know, this week, uh, there was a couple of people that I met in person and unfortunately their um, you know, they they took the time to meet, you know, to hang out with me in person to really trash another uh, project. And I'm not even in that project. I'm not, I'm, I know about the project. I'm very aware about the project, but I'm not even in that project. But that kind of was off-putting for me because if that was what they're saying about that project, you know, what could they be saying elsewhere? And so, you know, I try to keep it as real and authentic as I possibly can here on the podcast. But there are also times and scenarios where I struggle to decide on what should I say? How should I say it? What is the impact it's going to make? Not just on the the person that I'm, you know, talking about or the project that I'm talking about, but also those that are innocent around that, right? And how do I protect them? Yet also understand that the the uh, implications are are even wider than that. And and just for clarity, there's not one, there's not someone I'm thinking about or a project I'm thinking about in this narrative. I'm just putting it out there. And like in these last six plus months, almost seven months that we've been doing this podcast. You know, like that is something that you have to factor in into this whole this whole conversation. So I want everyone to kind of think of that. I want everybody to think of where that all kind of fits in And we also do have a pop uh, a proof of podcast uh, for this episode uh, and the answer for that one today is hoodie. so it is hoodie is the answer uh, for that one today. So if you jump over over the website uh, slash pop, uh, you can put that one in as today's pop and we'll have one more uh, before the end of the month. So you can qualify with your four pops to become a, a pop star and, and get an NFT dropped into your wallet. And so the last piece of this is, you know, and it has to do a little bit with a hoodie. You know, I was at an event last night and having a great old time and I had worn my hoodie from NFT uh, NYC last year and I had taken it off because it was getting hot And someone at a party, you know, we were at the nineties babes party and shout out to Danielle and unstoppable domains, Sandy Carter. They put on a, a, probably one of my favorite parties of the entire um, week, but somebody there took it upon themselves to steal my hoodie as it was sitting right behind me. As I was standing on the, uh, on the, you know, where the booth was, where we were all dancing and having a good time. And unfortunately someone in our community took that opportunity to swipe my, my hoodie that I, I had sitting there. And, you know, there, there, there's something that just sucks about that, right? Because we we talk about the idea of like a safe space and wag me and together we're going to make a, a, you know, a positive impact. But we also just have to be very clear that the world doesn't live really in a wag me state. There are bad people that are going to always do bad things that are going to, you know, take advantage of others that are going to seize the opportunity to only think about themselves and... You know what I have to say is like I hope that person that stole my hoodie, you know, needed it because they don't have the money to afford more hoodies and they wanted to stay warm. And I and I hope that that hoodie makes them happy and it keeps them warm and and they feel like their need to steal something from me um, was was warranted. And, and I I say that because you know I don't like having hate or saying karma is a bitch or saying paybacks a bitch or you know that kind of thing because you know I do want to believe in the in the greater good of people the greater good of an industry and what we can do together and I'll say you know lastly you know there are some things happening in this world today and happening in the United States that are shocking and for me I'm really tired of being shocked I'm tired of of living in a state of, you know, first time or unlike any other time before, or, you know, this, you know, these events that are, you know, uncharacteristic and, you know, we never saw coming. And so I really do look lean to Web3 for us to be able to change these things and stop this trend of, you know, of things being, you know, voted on and, and implemented on that, you know, without question seems to be not for the greater good, but rather for the, the smaller, you know, people that are in power, you know, that believe they have the right to tell other people what to do with their own, you know, bodies and, and making those decisions. And so for me, I just say like, you know, web three can have the power to shift the dynamics, right? Shift the way things go. And web two has it too, right? We had the, the, the me too movement, right? We had a lot of the, you know, the, with the murder of George Floyd and what that, you know, kind of brought to light thanks to social and, and videos being shared. But I think we have to even go further than that, right? What are the, what is the ways that we can bring a DAO together to raise funds and make a movement to change policy, to, uh, to influence uh, decision makers, to really, you know, take back what we believe? And I, and I do believe that is all possible. But I think more so than anything else, you have to believe in one core piece. That even when the lights are out, even when you're rolling with the punches, even when you are suffering with that fear or that uncertainty or that doubt, the thing that cannot leave your view, leave your perspective is that we are greater than me. And that is very important for you to think about that greater we and think about the ability that we have together to make an impact. And, you know, simple decisions or selfish acts that give you a short term, you know, dopamine hit, but yet ultimately make it harder or worse on the, the greater you know community. I, I just think that is the lowest of lows. And I think we are better than that. And so I will, I will say, you know, we are greater than me. I believe together, each one of you listeners of the podcast, I, you know, I just want to say thank you for sharing out the podcast know that's if you're looking for a way to help you know grow or help you know if you if you really get a lot of value out of this content, we would love for you to take the links and share them out on your social channels. You know put put a couple tweets you know each week that are just sharing you know links to the podcast or post it in your favorite Facebook group or talk about it on your Instagram story or even you know post it on LinkedIn for those that are that are active over there. That you know all of that helps you know you know hopefully great great get more you know earballs get more earballs. Uh, on the podcast but I think also it helps us you'll be able to really you know impact more and expand that greater we and so friends keep your heads up it's okay to not be okay it's understandable to you know when it feels like the lights are out as it is in my house still right this moment and I am uncertain to when the power will come back on I know that there are ways that I can make the most of this time or this movement or Ways that I can roll with the punches and I can record this podcast on a battery-powered Zoom and I can capture the video on a battery-powered GoPro and I can go up to a Dunkin' Donuts that is right up around the corner that has free Wi-Fi and I can upload this and get this out to everyone because even when the lights are out, it doesn't mean things are over or that we can't still make things happen. It's up to us. Raise your damn hand. Press your damn button. And of course, do your own damn research. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. And let's hope the lights are on for tomorrow. Please. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. (laughs)